Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. And you're listening to the Grok Science Show. That's right. It's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and their effects on our daily lives. Coming up on today's program, Laser Snyderman will join us to discuss a light in the darkness. So stay tuned for all of this. Plus the Grokatron 5000. And our world-famous question of the week. Coming right up. Here. On the Grok's Science Show. Science show. Well, although living with a chronic illness can be a challenge, but there may be ways of coping and transcending through art and attitude. Well, joining us to discuss this issue is Ms. Lisa Snyderman. Ms. Snyderman is also known as Aidy, an award-winning folk pop artist, playwright, teaching artist, voice actor, and author from San Francisco. She's been honored with more than 50 awards for songwriting, audiobooks, and stage plays since 2012, while suffering from a rare autoimmune disease known as dermatomyositis. And she's written a book about this entitled A Light in the Darkness, Transcending Chronic Illness Through the Power of Art and Attitude. And Ms. Snyderman, we're very pleased to have you today. Day on the Grox Science Show. Thank you. It's great to be here. A fascinating book you've written here, A Light in the Darkness, in which you talk about your own challenges uh, with uh, chronic illness and transcending these. I'm curious, why did you decide to write this book? So to, to answer that question, I'd like to take you back a little bit so that I can tell you about my story. So I've been battling for more than 10 years a rare progressive muscle weakness disease called dermatomyositis. It's untreated. It attacks and weakens my immune system and muscles. And I've been dealing with the challenges of managing this muscle disease since about 2008. So picture yourself. It's six weeks before you're getting married. You're about to go on tour to promote your first album and you're working full time. And imagine you get a skin rash and then get an appointment with a dermatologist thinking he's going to give you some topical cream. And instead, he tells you you have a rare, unpronounceable disease and refers you to a rheumatologist. And you're 35 years old. So at that point, I, at, that's the onset. And the worst of it for me was a flare-up in about 2010 when I was hospitalized for a month with a complete muscle weakness and then confined to a wheelchair and forced to undergo rehabilitation for many months to relearn the basics, such as how to stand, walk, sit, and then eventually play and sing again. So I tell you this background because my story is personal this darkness of my disease by obsessively turning uh, to creativity to heal. But my story is also becoming a light in the darkness, meaning that I can, because of what I've gone through, I'm able to see the gift and the curse and offer support, compassion, and inspiration to others going through it. So the answer to your question is, when I've been living with my disease for about eight years, it hit me that I hadn't really processed the illness. And hadn't, you know, felt that loss of the independence from being hospitalized and rendered unable to move. So what I did is, you know, I donned my artist personality that I really kind of hid behind that persona and created all of this art and music. And that's not a bad thing, but it didn't go far enough. And I had a yearning to express and be part of something bigger. 
so, you know, the reason for the book, honestly, sparked from my need to give back and, you know, share my story so I could encourage and inspire others who might be going through illness, disability, or unexpected and unwanted life challenges. Mm -hmm. So how has your music and your art helped you deal with this challenge? Okay, so for me personally, my music has given me a place to go, what I call my place of joy. You know, that it is not that the illness disappears, obviously, but when I'm in that place of joy, I equate it to the being in flow, you know, so for those times, if you've experienced where time stops, you know, or you're doing something that you're so involved and so passionate about the activity and, you know, you're so interested that you don't look at the clock. It's those kind of moments. And so going into that creativity place for me is really just tapping into something. It's like my inner artist. And it takes all kinds of different forms. For me, it's taken, you know, music. It's taken uh, music videos. I've written fantasy musicals. You know, I've written songs and albums. And then I've written a book. But for people who may not think they have, you know, artistic bones in their body, I look at that as kind of tapping into what brings them their, you know, their joy. Do you find that being able to at least tap into some sort of helps in in this way of dealing with the disease? Yeah, absolutely. So this has been a really interesting experience for me is that when I finished the book, I had thought about how I wanted to share my story. And I realized that I wanted most to collaborate with other artists who were also dealing with creativity to help them heal. And a majority of these artists are people dealing with illnesses. So I've actually gotten to interview and, you know, have conversations with people with chronic illness who've also turned to art to kind of understand how music is helping them. And, you know, I guess across, across the board, it's not our illnesses, but it's that interest in doing something to feel worth, you know, feel of value uh, to tap into that creativity. So all of those things are important, especially when your identity changes because of these, uh, you know, physical transformations or um, life challenges that are unexpected. You know, we find ourselves asking who we are and, you know, what, what can we still give, especially when we can no longer maybe for, pursue our dreams in the way we used to. What advice would you really give to folks going through this? Or do you have advice for even the people who are the support around somebody in terms of helping them through a chronic illness? Yes. So I'll speak to the support first, because I want to say that we're not going this alone. And if we're fortunate, especially to have somebody who's a caretaker, right, a partner that might be going through this with us, it's really important, at least in my experience, to acknowledge the partner acknowledge your partner, you know, ensure that they have needs and those needs are still met. It doesn't mean, you know, obviously that you're not doing things to keep connecting and renewing your own spark, if it's a relationship, for example. Uh, But that was something that's very important, the the sacrifices that your partner's making and also those needs to continue doing the things that, you know, your partner may love. Right. So for mine, my husband loved going skiing, even if it wasn't something that I could still do, Um, you know, or playing music or, you know, doing different things. We do some of those things together and some he would do himself. So part of that is, you know, renewing our spark. um, And the other part is imposing. And and that's also where the attitude comes in, because when you make a partner feel appreciation, 
um, rather than expectation, you know, that you're expecting that person to be there for you, it really changes, you know, the relationship and, and um, how the dynamic is at first. And the other, you know, advice is there are so many different things and different aspects of illness um, that are affecting, you know, different parts of, of what we're having to deal with in our transformation. So for my own self, I went through a physical transformation, going through an, an inability to move my muscles and had to deal with that. Then that brought me to um, a spiritual transformation, which is asking those questions of, you know, who am I and how can I still pursue my dreams? And so I think part of, you know, asking where somebody is in their illness on their journey is figuring out where they are in their transformation and then just, you know, determining what kinds of tools and life lessons might help them. Um, you know, my book is basically a whole entire book of life lessons for thriving with chronic illness, but it's not intended to be a, a cookbook of sorts. You know, it's my journey um, and it's intended to inspire through the story. As you sort of gone along your journey, is there one thing is, that you've learned? There are so many things that I learned. You know, first I learned to really understand and accept the gift and the curse because when you're going along, it's really easy to get into the illness, you know, and, and it's easy to become a victim, but I refused to be a victim. You know, I, I knew that I was not my disease. And the reason that was important is because all these things, you know, might've been happening, but they didn't. And I wasn't going to let that define me. I asked myself, you know, what can I learn? What can I give? What can I teach? Not why me? Because number one, you're not going to get an answer. <laughs> um, I, you know, advocate writing about the journey, whether it's illness or disability or your life challenges in order to process, share and connect. Um, I basically find and live in my place of joy. So wherever that is, I, I try to, you know, allow myself to go there um, I make sure that I'm filled with gratitude and positive attitude, you know, and all of these things are not to say that the journey is easy. You know, I'm not here to say that it's easy, but what I will say is when you're in, you know, this state of mind, um, it's, it's like for me, for example, if I start singing, I can't be anywhere else except for that place, you know, inside me where the song comes from. And again, it's not that the illness goes away. You know, but when I'm there, um, I'm not focusing on that. So I think that's very important. I also think that sharing your story is very, very healing. You know, I found when I started sharing my story, um, and as I was noting, you know, collaborating with other artists, it was an invitation, it, right? You allow yourself to be vulnerable and others just start telling you what's going, you know, what's happening for them. And that is also healing. Right. So I, you know, I encourage others to, to share, uh, to, to recognize when they need help and embrace, you know, support systems, whether it's family, friends, network, right. People are not going this alone and learning to receive and nurture relationships. Um, you know, there, there are so many things that we can um, continue to be passionate about. And even though our dreams may be different from what they once were, 
there's, you know, it doesn't mean we have to let those dreams die. No, a perfect example was I was giving a, a writing seminar to the myositis conference, and that's the, um, the same disease I have, myositis. And one of the gentlemen spoke up saying he used to be a pilot and that his myositis, you know, got to the point where he could no longer fly. So for years, you know, he gave up that passion until he discovered that he could still do something. He became a flight simulation instructor. So he could do that, you know, from home or from wherever he was and still continue to do what he, he loved. Well, I mean, the, the book is really inspiring. It's really a, a great chronicle of your journey. People want to know more about you and this book. Where can they go? They can go to a light in the darkness dot info and that will get them to you know the website that tells about the book it also tells about you know some of my bio they can also go to amazon and find a light in the darkness all right well we were just talking to ms Lisa snyderman she is the author of a light in the darkness transcending chronic illness through the power of art and attitude and uh, ms snyderman i want to thank you very much for joining us today on the grok science show well thank you it was really nice to be here and you know keep shining your light and that's all for this week's edition of the Grok Science Show. Make sure you tune in next week for more from the world of science and technology. If you'd like to contact us here, you can email us at science at groks.net. For Grok Science, I'm Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. Make sure you also see us on the web at www.groks.net. Have a great afternoon and keep on grokking.